Hello and welcome to The Projector Playground, a space created by and for projectors in the human design system. In this podcast, we will be exploring all things related to human design through a projector lens, what it means to be a guide and energy weaver for others, and how learning, playing, and resting are our signature tickets to success. I am your host, Eliana Miranda, and I am so deeply honored to be guiding us all into the psychedelic gardens that is our projector energy field. Our aura is focused, our seeing is psychic, and our invitations are made of magic. So if you are ready to play the projector way, then join us in this episode of The Projector Playground. Hello and welcome back to the playground, the projector playground, a place for us to have fun, to chat about being a projector, and to explore all of the many different nuances that come with human design and the projector aura and the body graph and all those fun things. Today we're going to talk about the invitation. And if you've read some of my posts on Instagram or in the past couple of podcasts, I've talked about the golden invitation and what the golden invitation is and why as a projector we are seeking the golden invitation. And so when we break down human design, we have the four types, right? Projectors, manifestors, generators, and reflectors. And those beings are broken into four categories. I should say all beings are broken into four categories so that we could be assigned an appropriate uh, strategy and authority. But the strategy is really specific to the types. So the types being the generator, projector, etc. And the strategy, you know, is kind of what makes the separate energies or entities unique unto their own. It's kind of a code that's just specifically for them. Um, And, you know, I also just wanted to include here at some point, so I'll just talk about it right now, that, you know, we have these types and like four types to talk about all of human society must mean that each type is super unique, each and of their own, like each individuals of the types are super unique. And projectors especially were the most unique crowd of all of the other crowds of types. (laughs) Um, We each have our own unique way of running the projector essence. And I think I will save that for a later podcast. But the idea that I just kind of want to implant here is that the reason for the types is one to kind of give us this broad awareness of our aura. So right, we talked about before that the projector aura is focused and absorbing. So that's one thing that's unique to projectors and different than the other types. And another thing that is unique to us is that we are meant to wait for the invitation. Our strategy is wait for the invitation. So a generator is waiting to respond. A manifestor's uh, strategy is informing. And a reflector, <laughs> I, I don't know any reflectors. So when I read about and learn about human design, I'm not always like, like putting the information about reflectors in a filing cabinet. Um, 
but I think they're, I think the projector strategy is to wait for the cycles of the moon. I know that they are meant to wait to make decisions in the cycles of the moon. I'm not sure if that's what the strategy is called, but I digress. So the projector uh, strategy is to wait for an invitation. And so what does that mean? So the idea here is that projectors, one of the things that makes us unique from other types and, and not all the other types, actually just the the generator types is that we don't have a sacral, a defined sacral. We have an open sacral and the sacral is the center of life force energy. So manifestors and reflectors also don't have a sacral, but manifestors are um, still energy beings. They can still initiate energy into the world. Reflectors have a different way that they work with the non-sacral because their aura is sampling. So they have an ability to kind of tap in and reflect back the energetic archetypes of, you know, people in conversation, mostly people in the environment and the environment of a room. But for projectors with our undefined sacral, we're basically waiting for an invitation from a generator or manifesting generator to invite us into um, a relationship, a project, etc., cetera, um, so that we can fill up our sacral center with energy to guide so that we can feel into the energy of whoever invited us in and and guide the energy for them, help them to see what the energy is doing, help them to see where the energy is really right to go and help to support the energetic flow to be in more resonance and coherence with the goals of whoever it was that did the inviting. And so a couple of things here with the invitation and like later on, I'm gonna get into some specific examples of how this has shown up in my life. So it's to hope to kind of ground these bigger concepts down, but with our projector essence, with our aura, with us just like sitting at home, hanging out, resting, playing, working on our energy, we're really kind of defining our own auric mainframe. We're kind of like uploading our Akash with information and systems and um, support mechanisms to help guide the others with. And then we're waiting for an energy being to see us, to recognize us to see us for the magic and magnitude that we are and to invite us in to guide them. And if we do not wait for an invitation, it will lead to our not self theme, which is bitterness. So I don't know about any of you, but when I learned that the not self theme was bitterness, I was like, oh, okay. Like I can definitely track that energy throughout my life, like bitterness, resentfulness, like all of these ways that I've just had this kind of like icky essence to my energy field because, well, now I know that I was <laughs> trying to kind of push myself or invite myself into situations or force myself onto people that didn't really, that weren't in resonance, that didn't really want or see me or recognize me or appreciate my unique, our unique ability to guide our unique ability to see energy and our unique way of seeing the world because it is really special the way projectors are able to see the world and able to see others and able to track energy so when an energy being invites them in we are then at that point meant to tune into our own inner authority so the projectors as i said before are the most diverse population of all of the types because we have um, the most authorities working with us like there's I think like seven different authorities that projectors can have um, for example at the beginning of the whole podcast series I said that I was a splenic projector so as a splenic projector I'm meant to have in the moment uh, 
messages from my body that tell me if something is a yes for me or a no for me. And if I'm not paying attention to my body's mechanism to inform me and to intuit what is right and what is wrong, then that could change in the next moment. Then like I have to ask my body again or have to receive an invitation again uh, somewhere down the line where then I could check into my body and see what's right for me at that moment. So with a Sweden projector, where our, um, our intuitive hits can evolve quickly and they're really silent. They're really, they're not loud and you have to be really deeply uh, enveloped and interested and intrigued by the way that the body communicates. So, uh, you know, I'll go like a little down a projector path here with a story that um, I've kind of been on a journey of wellness weaving and healing myself from a very young age because I've dealt with a lot of different autoimmune diseases and conditions of imbalance in my body. Now, when I look back at that to when I was like 12, 13, and these things kind of started happening in my life, I can see that like, this was my body's way of supporting me. This was my body's way of um, protecting my aura, protecting my sensitive aura, keeping me in a place where I could rest all the time, where no one really questioned why I couldn't show up and do things like other generators could or that I couldn't operate in the school system like other beings could just because I didn't have the capacity. Um, To me, it was like my Sweenic authority being like, okay, you haven't listened. Uh, Because, you know, we're children and we're just little blobs of ourselves. and We're really easy to be conditioned, especially as projector children. We're just really open to everyone around us and like open to uh, matching and imprinting the energy of our elders so that we can keep ourselves safe. But that was my body's way of being like, okay, so you weren't listening to what was right for you. And now we're going to give you this thing that gives you a very tangible way of presenting to other people why you can't be like them. And this thing's also going to let you stay at home and rest and recuperate and do what you need to do so that you can be in your right essence, so that you can be in your right energy, so that you can actually be a guiding force in the world. So we have a lot of different authorities. And as I said, on a future episode, I'm going to get into some of the authorities. Mine, you know, being the Sweetink is the one that I can really kind of speak to because I've embodied it, but I will kind of check in and tune us into the different ones that are out there just so you as a projector can feel into the diversity of our population. So we receive an invitation and then we check in with our authority. So if I have an immediate yes, my body feels the invitation is right. I can say yes, I can follow the invitation, I can do whatever it is that's being invited of me. For, say, like an emotional authority, and there are a lot of emotional authority projectors out there, you're not going to have that immediate in the moment, like, okay, yes, let's do this. You have to wait out your emotional waves. You have to literally pull back, give yourself time, sleep on it, maybe sleep on it for a couple nights before you can give a really true answer of what your um, body has the capacity for, what you have the capacity for, what your energy is really interested in exchanging with others and we basically as projectors like wake up with like i think i read once like a 20 25 battery charge for the day compared to generators that have a hundred percent battery and their really goal throughout the day is to just use all of their energy up until they're laid down exhausted in bed and then it re-ups in the middle of the night in the night and then they wake up the next day with a hundred percent battery charge we don't have that as projectors we wake up with a smaller amount of energy at baseline. So we have to be really careful about what invitations we do say yes to 
and where we are expending and spending our energy. Because if we say yes to something that our authority actually says no to, that our body says no to, we're going to use up that energy on something that's not really right for us, on an other that is not actually meant to be in our lives, or on a project that's not actually meant to be ours. So getting really familiar with the nuance of your authority is going to be really important. And then you can start to play with the invitations and see what is just some invitation that shows up to validate you or recognize you or see you? What is an invitation that shows up because the person doesn't recognize you, but they know that you have a unique perspective and they want to kind of use that perspective for their own gain? And then what are the invitations where they're like, I see you, I know you have magic to offer, I'm willing to meet you where you're at energetically, I'm willing to play with you in your playground. You don't have to go and you don't have to go very far, you don't have to do very much, you don't have to expend much energy. I really am just inviting you in because I see how special and interesting and valuable your energy is. And I want to work with you at that place where your energy feels fulfilled in the exchange. And like, those are the golden invitations, the ones where you are recognized first by someone where they see you and they wanna work with you. They wanna be in a relationship with you. They wanna move somewhere with you. They wanna do something with you, but it's only because they've recognized you first. And this can get interesting because we can be recognized for different things. And if we have a lot of conditioning, we might be being recognized for our not self themes. So yeah, not self is bitterness, not self is resentment, but also when we start to kind of operate, not following our strategy and authority, we start to kind of live this not self life where we're running ourselves to the point of exhaustion, or we're not taking rest throughout the day, where we're not playing, where we're not having fun, where we're really just using all of our valuable resources in ways that are not actually attuned to how our projector energy and aura is supposed to work. So, you know, we start these podcasts with like, here's our topic, but then it's like, there's all this other stuff that we kind of have to go into and look at and connect with in order to understand like the bigness and the minuteness of the one topic. So today of the invitation and really the golden invitations that at least I've tuned into, like, these are the ones that come. Well, there's a couple things here. These are the ones that come first off from your ability to tune your own energy to the things, to the frequency, to the, you know, the feeling, the vibe that you are intentionally wanting to call in. There's also this kind of other side of things that's like our personality lines do also kind of dictate uh, how we receive invitations. So for example, I have a two, four personality line and you'll see that there's two numbers in your body graph if you don't know your personality line and it's like a one slash six or a three slash five or in my case a two slash four and so like for my invitations the two means that I am a natural but I also love to be alone I like to be in my own space I prefer to be alone and the four it's kind of this dichotomy because it's also like but like I also need the relationships. Like I also need the connections to the outside world. And the two, four, I, I love the two, four. <laughs> Obviously it's my own, but it's also a couple of my friends that are both manifesting generators and projectors have gotten to kind of look at it. Um, but the two, four is that the people that know you and that are already in a relationship with you and that already have seen you and recognized you, 
like they're the ones that can like go cheerlead you to the rest of the community. They're kind of like almost like the safeguards of your aura that um, it's not just like any random that's going to be let in. It's not just any random that's going to come in with an invitation. And like, I'm just thinking right now, like somebody that came into my, my Instagram messages and I could feel right off the bat that I just didn't really want to talk to them. But I went with it anyways and I asked them what they needed and it ended up being like something that was just totally unrelated to me, totally unrelated to my work, had nothing to do with me. It was all about them, um, but they wanted to use my focused uh, absorbing energy to solve this problem for them, even though it wasn't what my energy wants to do, is created to do, is attuned to do. So, so that's like the two four. So that's going to be really specific to just a few of us, but it's like I spend a lot of time alone. There's this group of like family, close family and friends that are connected with me and they kind of put my message out there. They share my business offerings with other people. They let other people know about the work that I'm doing. They kind of bring me the invitation so I don't have to leave my home, which is great. It works out really well for me. Some of the other personality types, like you actually connect with your invitations in another way. And I, I don't know a whole lot about other personality types than my own. Like some of them are really about like, going out and exploring and like experiencing like different things and hobbies and activities and receiving your invitations through those. Um, so you'll have to look into your personality type to see, but so the invitations can come in like a couple of different ways. And again, it's really kind of based on your auric imprint as to like how they'll show up for you. But what I found is like the golden invitations come when I'm at home, like doing my breathwork practice, like tuning and you know, clearing energy on a regular basis, like putting boundaries up at the beginning of my day, releasing all energy at the end of the day, laying on the ground a lot so Mother Earth can work her magic on me, um, studying things that I love, like diving into systems that interest me and, you know, updating my own Akashic record with this information so that I can like pull these things down when the right invitation comes. Like it's kind of about like filling up your own vessel your own cup your own aura with everything that feels like you that feels meant for you that feels in alignment with you and then the invitation comes and that golden invitation they don't really need anything else from you besides what you already have so i said this in you know an earlier podcast like you're just growing your garden and then they show up saying like oh that thing that you've been growing over there in your field like i really need that and i recognize that you're the one growing it and you're doing it in a way that like nobody else is doing and such a magical way of growing that particular fruit or that particular flower that particular you know energetic uh energy <laughs> um and like i would love to receive that from you and you don't have to go anywhere or learn anything new you simply can just resource from your own energy field and offer them up whatever it is that they need and so as guides, right? Like when we're receiving the invitation, like the energy of the invitation is that the person is actually giving us and allowing us to penetrate, to focus. I, I don't like the word penetrate because I just think of like, you know, sexual intercourse and the ways in which penetrating has been used in like not healthy ways. But like, we'll talk about that later too, because it's like, because we do focus in and absorb the other, like we have to be really careful about not doing that until we receive an invitation. So before I get too far off track, so when they're inviting us in, they're literally offering up, uh, us up, offering them, offering their energy field up to us for us to 
look in, take back some of the energy into our own body, feel what's going on in there, and then resource from our garden as to what would be the right medicine for them or the right guidance for them or the right system for them to follow or the right, you know, whatever that we have that we can offer them, whatever is like living inside of us. And when the invitation is over, whether that's they tell you the invitation is over or you can feel it energetically that the invitation is over, you are no longer allowed into their field. <laughs> you are, the, the door has been closed and if you keep trying to go and reach in and receive their energy, it's probably not gonna feel good for you. It's not gonna feel good for them. And it's not going to be in balance and reciprocity to your 20% that you rise with at the beginning of the day. Like it's not gonna keep filling you up so you have the, the fuel in the tank to keep giving up guidance and energy to another. So just a note on that last thing about like moving into someone else's aura, penetrating, focusing in and absorbing. So like that, that word penetration, like it, it feels weird to me because I've experienced what it feels like when I am moving into someone else's field without an invitation. And it is crossing a line. It is crossing a boundary. It's absolutely inappropriate to read someone's energy without them inviting you in. It's the same thing as a physical violation. We're just doing that energetically. and you know, psychic energy is, in my opinion, more powerful than physical energy. And it's felt, I shouldn't say more powerful, because like, physical energy, of course, is like, really impactful. But psychic energy is felt in a different way that has consequences and long standing dynamics that are really hard to unravel and unwrite and recode simply because they live in a different mainframe than the physical reality. So they're often hard to track if you're not really attuned to tracking energy. So the golden invitation is kind of one that comes when you are just being you, when you're just living your life, you're having fun doing it, you feel really good about the things that you've been studying and learning and receiving, <laughs> and you have energetically filled yourself up enough, and it doesn't have to be 100%, it's not gonna be 100%, but you filled yourself up enough that when the person comes and invites you in, you are already at a really good capacity to be able to exchange energy. Your energy field is already really healthy and really well-maintained so that those golden invitations, like when, when they offer you their energy with them and you bring them into your body, that the, the exchange and the pattern and the resonance there is, is in alignment for both of you. It's like really harmonious and healthy for both of you. So let me give you an example of like one time, and it's like, this is a really small example, but it comes up a lot when I'm thinking about like a time when I <laughs> didn't follow my strategy and authority and I just offered somebody advice without them asking. This was a long time ago, way before I knew anything about human design, but I had a friend, she's still a good friend today, and she kind of called me up with an issue, a problem, something that was going on in her life. and. So my friends always did this. Like, I don't know if you can relate to this as a projector, but like I was, I am still, but like now that I've gotten clear boundaries and like not fawning so much over everybody, this happens less. But I've always been the person that people go to for advice, that people go to for counsel, that people go to for guidance, right? Like projectors are guides. Like I've always just been the person where like everyone's like, man, you're just like, you know, as a kid, like you must, you're just such an old soul, you know, like you, you just seem so much older than your years when you talk to us adults. Um, 
the person that like people just know is like a safe space for them to go to like receive guidance, like to receive advice about things. And I've been this way since I was a kid, like a really little kid. I'm sure a lot of you or all of you can relate to that. So I just have this memory of this one time when I was talking to a friend and I just like immediately start advising them. You know, they were, they came to me with a problem and I just start telling them everything that they should be doing and like everything that's wrong with that situation. And I think it was like about a boyfriend and I was just like, yeah, you need to break up with him. You need to do this and you do that. And like, I had penetrated, <laughs> I had read her energy. I had brought it into my own body and I started to give her guidance. And this friend, like, I will appreciate her always because I remember her saying, like, Eliana, I just called you to vent about this thing. Like, I didn't want your advice on it. And, like, as a projector, it's going to be really good for you, especially in your close relationships, to get to a point where if somebody comes to you with stuff, you have to ask them, like, do you want my advice and guidance on this? Or do you just want me to be, like, a friend that can hold space for what you're talking about? And like, they don't always want your advice. Like the people that have, you know, been born into relationships with you that have been like soul coded to be in your life. Like, of course, some of them love your advice, but most of them, like they're not in your life because you're a projector guide. They're in your life because you have soul contracts, because you have these karmic relationships. And so a lot of times, yes, they'll want your guidance and they'll want your advisorship. But a lot of the times they just want you to hold the space for them. And like, I have an, a conscious, um, my conscious earth is in gate 13 of listening. So like, this could be, you know, a little bit more profound for me that I'm just a lot of the time meant to listen <laughs> and hold space and like receive what's going on with other people and be able to reflect back to them. Just like the loving compassion of the, co the cosmic mother, you know, without it being like anything from me. But I think like a lot of projectors, like, what we hold is in our aura. So when we think we have to tell someone something, when we think that it's like our job to guide them or advise them or tell them what they need to know, a lot of the times it's actually like not the case. Like a lot of the times, like they're just coming to receive the mechanisms or mentorship or medicine that's just already living in our energy field. And this is like funny to play with too, because you know, I, I have a husband who's a manifesting generator he like always like needs me to do things for him. Like if he loses his keys or he can't find his shoes or he is trying to make a reel on Instagram, like he hates technology. And it's when, <laughs> when I come near him, all of a sudden he finds his shoes. All of a sudden he finds his keys. All of a sudden the way he was trying to make his reel or whatever on Instagram, like clicks into place and makes sense. And so I started just kind of seeing that that's what was happening and realizing that like I didn't need to do anything. Like me, Eliana, myself, didn't need to do anything it was my aura that was doing the work for me it was my focused and um penetrating you know like the focus is the good one here it's like my focused aura allowed his energy like that he has a lot of but sometimes can be scattered amongst a bunch of creative projects love him and love that the manifesting generators are so creative and sometimes like the energy is just not very focused but by me just being near him he focuses in. All of a sudden, things just click. I don't have to say or do anything. It's simply just about me being able to energetic relate to his question and then offer him that little boost that he needs to get the job done, you know, whatever that may be. And so let's see where I wanted to go next with this. 
Okay, something else that felt like important to weave into this particular podcast was about the timeline that you're on when you receive the invitation of human design. And so this is like, I'm going to weave in some invitation talk and I'm kind of talking a little bit more about like the broader, like conscious mechanism. Yeah, I'm talking about the broader kind of conscious mechanism of like how human design shows up. And it's already when we've kind of aligned to a timeline where human design can weave and be a part of it. So I'm going to bring it back to a really important invitation. <laughs> and we'll, you'll learn in human design that for projectors, our most important invitations that we need to tune into are the invitations to be in relation with other people. So that's like the, the friends that just wanted to vent, you know, rather than like somebody else that's like, hey, I, I really want your guidance on this thing. So to be in exchanging of energy with somebody by actually offering offering them something that's in your aura, right? Offering them some guidance, giving them questions, and actually like to break this down even further, like when we're really in our projector essence, when we're really attuned to how we're supposed to operate in the world, we're not giving guidance at all. <laughs> we're not telling people what to do. We're not informing them. We're not guiding in the sense of guiding. We're asking questions. Like the the time that you'll discover that your projector essence is really lit up is when you are asking people the right questions. And those questions are the things that guide people to where they need to go because it's not about us being the people that they need to flock to or flow to for all of their needs, right? Like I go to therapy, but like one of my biggest problems with the, the system of therapy is that oftentimes there's no like self-empowerment. It's like, keep coming back to me as your therapist because like, I'll be able to work through this with you. But like, you can't do it on your own. Like, just keep coming back to me. And like, really, truly, like that's kind of with like the doctors and the Western medicine and just like the Western way of the world, you know, like only go to your priest or your rabbi to get the codes from God, you know, like only, you can only access your empowerment by going to the other and receiving their guidance or their authority on something so we're we're projectors that are here to guide and our, our unique and innate essence of guiding is in asking the right questions so that people can find the answers hear themselves discover the path that they need to take all within their own body and their own life and their own aura and through their own voice so when you start asking the right questions <laughs> is when you'll often see where your projector guidance really sparkles, like really has its charismatic and kind of karmic debt or gift to give to society. So a really important invitation. <laughs> so the, the four important invitations for projector is in being in relation, like giving guidance to the people, um, going into their energy, taking it in to offer them support, to help them map their energy field, to help them um, you know, to help a company map like who would work best in what positions or how things would best flow. Um, you know, there's like so many different ways this can come up. I really like speak from a way of like one-on-one -on -one guidance or like teaching a class because that's how I guide. Like that's how it shows up for me. But projectors are going to be found in a lot of different realms of life and they're going to be guiding in kind of a lot of different ways. And this is like specific to your chart. This is specific to how you grew up. This is specific to like the karma, the karmic work that you're here to do. 
Um, so it's not just in like that you're an advisor for everyone or a therapist or, you know, like somebody that is teaching or holding space to like let people in on the mysteries of the cosmos. Like there's plenty of ways that you might be tuning into this. Um, another thing that we need an invitation for is where we're going to move. So this invitation can show up in, you know, I think a couple of different ways. Like my last move to where I'm living now, it was really like the universe invited me here. I had like a couple places that I was really filling into that I wanted to go. And then we were going to visit them, my husband and I, and he got a free tattoo. And then like our favorite band was like playing a concert that same weekend. So we were like, all right, cool. Like, that's awesome. Like he got a thousand dollars to get a tattoo. We'll go there. We'll check it out. And like the minute I stepped on that land, I looked at him and I was like, this is it. Like, this is where I want to go. This is where I'm meant to be. So the invitation can come from literally like a job or someone inviting you to move there. It can come from like a partnership, right? Like maybe that person, um, maybe you have a generator partner that's like, I really want to move to this place. Will you come with me? But it can also come from like the energetics of a place, like inviting you in. And and if you're unsure of like what the energetic invitation is, like ask, ask the universe, ask God, ask source, ask your guides, ask your spirit team, ask your family, ask your friends, like ask and put it out there and let that place invite you in. And it's kind of a really magical way to go about life. And it totally works. <laughs> I currently want to move out of the space that I'm in. Like I, I play with the idea all the time and I keep asking like, okay, where am I going to go? Like what land wants me? And it's like, nope, <laughs> no invitations here. No, no openings to anywhere else. Like you're, you're going to wait, <laughs> you're going to wait for the invitation. And there's probably something there because my Pluto line is over where I'm living now. And yeah, there's things happening with Pluto coming up both in human design and astrology. So that's unimportant, but if you want to look at your astro cartography chart, I look on astro.com and see where the planets are the day you were born over where over the whole world. And that's like an interesting way to just like tune into like where you might need to go for what you're ready to work on next. Another thing that we need invitations for is to be in a partnership. So this can be your partner that you're intimate with. This can be a partner that you're going to create a sacred contract with in marriage or in, you know, non-marriage, but like an agreement to be together. This can be in people you're going to work with, partnerships to work with other people. Um, yeah, just those that you're really kind of doing deep, intimate, like long-term work with. And I wasn't going to bring this up now, but I'm going to bring it up. This podcast is probably going to be a little longer than I planned because of all these little anecdotes. but. Um, I've been wanting to have a podcast to start a podcast for like ever. <laughs> I, I would say like a decade maybe, but I don't even know if podcasts were around a decade ago, at least that I was tuning into. But I've been writing about it in my journal. I've been like thinking of all the people I want to interview. Like I've been really like working with it in the realms unseen, right? Like nobody knew that I wanted to start a podcast. Like nobody knew what ideas I had. Like nobody else could see that I was just like sitting over here being like, I want to start a podcast. Like, oh, I would love to start a podcast. Like, I love to talk. I love to connect to people. I love to like share wisdom in this way. Um, but I also like don't really like YouTube or like these things where like I have to be really seen. Like I like to just show up and 
my pajamas and, <laughs> you know, my glasses and my, my beanie and like not worry about like what other people are going to think when they look at me. So it was always like, yes, podcast, like this feels so aligned, but like the energy was never there for it. Like there was just nothing solidifying that that was right for me. That like, that was that like the podcast wanted me to make it, you know, it was like, I kept writing little love letters to it and it was like, cool. Yeah. Still not interested. Um, I told a friend, a Manny Jenny friend, Manny Jenny friend who's come into my life in a really magical way about wanting to start a podcast one day. And she is an emotional authority. She has her own chart she's working with. But one day she got this like burst of excitement, which the man, the generator, like their, um, their, I'm blanking on the name, but excitement is what the generator signpost is that they're going the right way. So like, gosh, I'll get into this more. Projectors, ours is success <laughs> and our not self is bitterness. A generator's is excitement and their not self is frustration. So anyway, she got excited about doing a podcast and she wanted to do it with me. So she sent me a message and invited me to do a podcast with her. Neither of us have ever done that before. We just like love having conversations. We have always said it'd be so fun to share these conversations in like a bigger way with other people. And so we were like, why not just do this on a podcast? And so over this last winter, her and I had our little podcast. We recorded like eight episodes. It was really fun. I learned so much. Like I had no idea how to do a podcast before this. I had no idea how to like cook things up on GarageBand or how to make an opening and exit song or just like even the flow of how a podcast would go. And because of her energy, because of her invitation to me, I all of a sudden have the energy to do this. I all of a sudden have the energy to create a podcast, to learn how to do it, to see how it mapped out. And we had a really beautiful experience. And we've finished season one and like, I'm kind of like, is the invitation over or is she still excited about it? Like waiting for the next invitation to come from her. And that's like, I say that just so that you can also tune into that as a projector that like invitations do end. And if you're not feeling the energy there for something for that partnership, it's good to kind of either ask them again, if they're still excited about it, you know, like again, your questions are super powerful. So getting giving them something to respond to giving a generator something to respond to because if I can say hey are you so excited about doing a podcast and she still has her oh yes like let's do it this way or like do you want to like start you know in a month or whatever then that's my invitation right then I can have access to her energy again but if she's like not excited about it anymore I won't be able to resource from her sacral and then there won't be energy to do that podcast but however it's like little like lily pads that we can leapfrog on like her invitation to ask me to do that podcast allowed me to just have the confidence in myself to start you know talking about this stuff with you projectors on the projector playground just while taking walks in my neighborhood because now I know the mechanics of how to set up a podcast and put one out there and I don't really need that much energy like this is just something I would do anyways if I was on the phone with a projector friend you know sit here with my headphones on and talk about all these things that I'm interested in. I really don't need that much energy to make it happen. Um, okay, <laughs> let's see. So invitation for where we're going to live, for who we're exchanging energy with in like a guiding reading type way, invitation for being in long-term partnerships. And then there's one other thing that we need an invitation for. Oh, our jobs. So we do need an invitation 
for where we're going to work. And so that doesn't mean that you're not applying for jobs. If you like need to go get a job out there, this could mean like you're sending in your application, your resume, you're letting yourself be seen. And then you're waiting till they recognize your um, unique gifts that you could bring to their company. And they invite you to join and be a part of it. So those of us that are entrepreneurs, I like to think of the job invitation as like, again, one that can be very energetic, but also if just like people are constantly coming to you and asking you for advice, maybe you start a business where you're like offering guidance and like readings for people and working them through a system that you're familiar with. You know, like a system could be yoga. Like you could be teaching people yoga because everyone's always like curious about your yoga practice or they like always want to hear, you know, like that you went to yoga and they're like, oh, that's so cool. Like, I wish I had a more dedicated practice, you know, like things like that where you're just like, yeah, like I'm embodied in this. Like I know what's up and I can see how other people want to access this. And I know of a way to help them access it even more clearly or, you know, through my sacred tone or my message. Um, so yeah, the last thing there is to make sure you receive an invitation for any type of job. And like, this is really important for exchanging money. Um, money is just like such a big energy that we're working with on the planet at this time. So when you're exchanging money with somebody else, just make sure that you have a really clear, clean invitation. Um, you know, it's like might be why it'd be good to have applications for longer, like one-on-one -on -one coaching type situations so that you can really like feel into the energy of the person, give them something to respond to. And then like when they invite you in to work for them, to work with them, um, you already have like a clear embodied knowing of what you're entering into. And then like your authority can speak really loudly and clearly about if it's right for you. So I was going to talk about this a while ago and you're probably like, she went on a whole tangent and she was supposed to talk about this thing. <laughs> I'm going to come back to the, that and then I'm going to wrap this up. So I believe that human design comes online for people when they have jumped on a very particular timeline. And it's like a timeline that is attuned to their soul, to their destiny. It's when they've received an invitation of some sort that's aligned, well, for projectors, right? Received an invitation that's aligned them to a certain path where they've already started to do some of the deconditioning process on their own. They've already started to organically tune into their projector essence. And then human design drops in their lap and it's just like, hey, like, good job. You made it. Like, here's a bunch of validation now that, like, you're doing the right thing, that you really are as unique and special as you feel inside, that you really do have less energy than people, da 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 da. Um, and of course, that's probably not for everybody, but energetically, when I tune into it, it feels really true collectively. Like it feels, I would say, I guess, especially just for projectors, it feels like we already have to do some of that work ourselves before this external system can come in and work with us. Because we're so good at being conditioned as projectors that if we found the system beforehand, we would probably like attribute all of our success to human design. And like, yes, human design can bring great success. And if we're just giving our power away to this external authority, we're missing the point, right? So it's like, you do all this work on your own and then human design is going to come in and be like an extra tool that you can use that affirms your already internal knowing that like, you're meant to be successful. Bitterness is not a great feeling for you. Um, you have this mission that you're meant to uphold. Like there's some future that you can feel already that you're a really important part of, but you're just not exactly sure 
how to get there or what that looks like. And then human design is like, hey, 2027, like things are coming online. Everything you're doing right now is preparing you for that. Um, so just like a little story here of how this works. And hopefully you like my storytelling. This is like how I can like integrate and assimilate this very energetically large concept of human design into my living reality. But I um, received an invitation. One of the important invitations was, which was my husband asking me to marry him. And I said, yes, like I knew I wanted to be married to him. And I was also like in the same moment, knew that like I had to completely not recreate my life, but like I had to undo all of the stuff that I had been doing in my life that actually didn't feel authentic to me, that didn't feel right for me. Um, and that was like stuff that like my parents had told me that I needed to do, right? Like or that my parents had said like, this is the only way to success or this is the only way you're gonna have your health insurance so that you can take care of your illness. Like there was a whole world that I could feel had been calling me for years, but I had never let myself step into um, because of the fact that I had been so conditioned to think that like that world wasn't real, but it like only wasn't real because nobody else could see it, right? It was just like my own little projector vision that could see that world. So when he asked me to marry him, it was like, yes, and you have to be patient with me because like there's a bunch of things that I need to do to know myself again, to find union within myself again, to like become in contract with my own like inner union before I can commit to a union with you. And because my partner recognizes me and then has invited me in from that place of like, you do you and then I'll meet you there we'll meet each other like where we need to be he was so cool about it you know he was like yeah you you follow your heart like you follow your passions like whatever you need to do to like feel fulfilled before we commit to one another because I was like I can't just marry you I'll just be like just a housewife and like I'll still be at this job that I hate and I'll still have like no personal purpose or passion or hobby like I'll just be like totally committed to the other like I'll be totally you know giving myself to the other I'll never know who I am so I was like okay I have like you know we weren't gonna have like too long of an engagement because we had been dating for like seven years so I was like okay I have like a year and a half to like start focusing on like what it is that I want and that I need and I did that I went and did a yoga teacher training I went and did an energy healers training like I was working this job at an insurance company that I totally liked. I was working 12 hour days, which like, oh my God, now looking back at that, I'm like, how did I do that? Um, I was commuting to work for an hour each way every day. Like I was sitting on a bus around all of these auras. Like I was just const, I was totally living in my not self, completely living in my not self. But it had been like the way that I thought was the way until this partner that like, wasn't a wasn't a character that had been like played by my parents as someone that I should be with like he wasn't the right religion he didn't have the right education like all of these conditioning things that was like he's not the way but like my heart knew that he was the way and he was also his invitation the energy that he gave me from his invitation was all of a sudden the way that I could start exploring these things that my parents didn't necessarily approve of but that like I knew in my heart were things that I that were meant for me that were like a part of my life's journey and a part of my system building 
to become attuned to the timeline that was really in line with my soul's mission for being here. So I did all these things. I, we got married. Right before we got married, I quit my job. I convinced my husband to quit his job. I said, for our honeymoon, like, let's just take some time off and like clear ourselves from like everybody else and just come back into like our union, who we are, what we want moving forward. Like let's let the, the marriage be a choice point to our next evolution, to our next, you know, cycle of life that we're choosing to do together. So we traveled around the U.S. in our little van, in our little right-hand drive van, and we had our two dogs, and we were basically just like in nature all the time. So as a projector, nature is such an ally because it's a neutral energy, and it's usually without any auras around us, right? Like it could just be our energy. We can expand into our aura. We can feel our own aura. We're not plugging into people. We're not, you know, having like big uh, sacral energies like taking up space in our aura. It's just like a place to get neutral. And he went on a lot of hikes during the day, so I had plenty of time alone in nature too. Um, so it wasn't like I was just constantly like feeding and feeling off of his energy. But it was one night on this like beautiful time of me just being totally in my own essence, staring at a fire, you know, this like purifying element of fire. And I got a text from one of my projector besties from the sixth grade, like old school best friends. And it was the system of human design and she was excited about it. Like, oh my God, this is so interesting. Look it up, what's your type? Found out I'm a projector. She was mind blown because like we're supposed to be so rare. And then basically the rest of the trip, whenever I could get service, I was reading more about human design. So it's like I had to fall off of this condition timeline on my own. And then human design was like there to catch me. So was nature. And so was like my divine union partnership and all these other things. But like human design was like a big factor in that where it just kind of like gave me permission to keep following my path, gave me permission to keep going down this new journey that felt a little bit untethered from the safety of my culture and, of you know, my roots. But like also was like, here's a way to like root into yourself. Here's a way to root into your own grounding channel. Here's a way to become your own parent, your own like inner father and inner mother. Like here's a way for you to have full authority over your life again and to feel really good about it. And so I just want you to tune into like when you learned about human design and what had kind of been happening before that allowed this system to come online for you. And like, I know it's getting popular. I know it's out there. Um, I know the New York Times just recently said that Enneagrams are out and human design is in, <laughs> but there's still something like to me, it's like the fact that that's in the New York Times means that the collective consciousness has done enough conditioning work that now human design can come online in this way, which I think is really cool um, that we're at a point collectively where human design can be in the New York Times. And if you're not in America, it's like the New York Times is one of the bigger newspapers here that I don't read personally. And like when I saw it, I was like, oh, do I need to stop doing human design? Like, I don't, I don't really like the mainstream. Um, but it's like, yeah, we're here. We're at a point where human design is ready for human consciousness and human consciousness is ready for human design. Um, so yeah, track back what was going on in your life that invited you into starting to learn about being a projector or 
if you're here and you're not a projector, I'm not sure there will be any of those, but like why <laughs> you started learning about other people being a projector that you're so curious about and just kind of see like how life invited you into this path and like let that be a little warm hug around your heart that like you've already done such good work to be here. Like you have already done so much deconditioning to be here. You've already played so much that you've entered into the projector playground, like this sacred space that's like just for us, you know? Um, and let that just kind of be a guiding force that like you're doing a great job. You are attuned and aligned to your path and your destiny and the, the playground timelines and that whatever it is that you are here to serve, however it is that you're here to be in service to the other, that you're already doing it. Hands down, you are already doing it. And as you keep going and following the invitation <laughs> and your authority, um, you will start to experience what it means for you to be living in your purpose more and more and more. So that was a lot of things under the topic of an invitation. <laughs> Maybe I'll call this something else, this particular podcast, but it really does all start from the invitation to be yourself and the invitation to even put human design aside for a while to integrate a lot of the information because that's also really important and come back to it when it invites you in again. Look out for those golden invitations, play with the invitations, like use invitations to start to tune into your authority. Use like easy ones, like someone invites you to go to dinner or someone asks if you can jump on a call, like start small <laughs> and then um, track your authority, track how you respond to that. See if you can really start to feel what that feels like inside of your own body. And then from there, start to map out the bigger picture for the things like your long-term partnerships and jobs and places to live and like offering and exchanging energy with just like the random people that show up in your life and invite in your glorious guidance. All right, this is a long one. If you're still here, thank you so much for listening. If you tapped out early and you came back to listen later, thank you so much for trusting your authority and doing what you needed to do to receive these messages in your perfect time and perfect way. Um, yeah, it's so fun to be playing on the playground with you. So I will see all of you projectors in the next podcast. Take care out there.